What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. <laughs> the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag, and your shit's all retarded. So, just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club. And you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, num nuts? And welcome to the Monday Night Master Debaters. Best night of the week, folks. It's all downhill from here. We got a great group of guests tonight. This is going to be a fun conversation. We'll start off with Mr. Catalyst Jones, White Rabbit Podcast. What's up, brother? Ain't nothing but against the party. What's up, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Look at you coming in with your own intro music. I downloaded that right before this. I was like, that would be cool to come into for this one. <laughs> Dude, that's sick. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like for returning guests, we gotta like start doing maybe WWE style and have their entrance music and and the fans gotta guess who it is before you announce them. And I think that would be dope because that's one of the things I, you know, I wanna eventually get into is uh a, a, a WWE discussion on on one of these master debaters, because that's like that was like a big thing growing up as a kid man i don't know much about it like i was super into the ultimate warrior but um as far as like my peers i was nowhere near into it as much as they are you know um seth from venice beach dub club would be a great guy to talk to because he is so into wrestling he wanted to start a wrestling podcast but he's like how can i talk about wrestling every single day for two hours Mm. dude there's people that do it there's turnbuckle tavern they they got like a show every day of the week. And then what they do on Sundays, which is real cool, they do what's called Shot of Nostalgia. And they take old seasons. So right now they're doing 1998. And they do three weeks at a time. And so they review the whether it's two Raws and a pay-per-view or whatever it is. And it's 
dude, it's bringing back the old memories. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great format. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining, brother. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. And Kirby, welcome aboard, my friends. Thank you, man. How's it going? Not bad. I'm happy to have you on. You are honestly the first professional on the show, so <laughs> you get to carry the uh, torch for us. Appreciate that. I'm excited, man. It's, I've been looking forward to it. Excellent. Well, welcome. Rye, what's going on, man? Same old stuff, man. Excited for another fun chat. See what we get into here. Yeah, I was interested. I wanted to hear what you guys think because I'm I'm into like coaching my son's travel ball now. And I've been, you know, coaching baseball for like 15 years off and on it, you know, from college level all the way down to fucking T-ball, which that you should get like a merit of uh, service for doing that shit. Yeah. But I'm wondering mm. what your guys' thoughts are because I am totally anti-participation trophy era. Mm. And mm. it's like I have such a hard time now dealing with some of these parents because they all think that their kids should get equal just because they roll into the ballpark that night. Right. <clears throat> I, I was thinking about this when it was such a big issue to begin with. And I remember when I was playing T-ball, we all got a trophy and I was like, did we win? And I don't think we won shit. I just think <laughs> that they gave us all a, a trophy. I do know that by the time I got into middle school that you had to earn your way onto the team and it was school against school. So there was no, there was no trophy if you didn't make it, you know, to the finals or whatever it was, whatever sport you were playing. Mm. Yeah, dude, it is. It, it's really interesting. It's uh, it's funny that you bring that up, man. Cause I used to, I played baseball. I did T-ball. And then I think I did two years of mini minors and two years of minors and minors is when they start doing the nine innings, right? So you do six innings, at least where I'm at, you do six innings T-ball, six innings mini minors, and then minors. And then you have to, you know, qualify for the major team, right? And I literally qualified for the majors because I missed a fly ball and it hit me in the face. I started crying and this coach liked my heart, right? He was like, oh, I just like that this loser went out there and couldn't get it done. <laughs> but, you know, I got on this team anyway. And, and you know, so going from that to then racing motorcycles, and they started giving out the the participation trophies for racing as well, right? Like, usually you get a trophy first through third. I got a couple trophies over there, like plaques. And, I mean, we, we wouldn't even go and pick up the participation trophies. You know, it's just like, dude, if you don't get third or better, like, what are you doing? Like, you, do you want a little you know, four inch trophy, like it, it, it dilutes what the idea of winning is. And, you know, every kid should feel good about their performance, but if they don't do a good performance and they want to take it somewhere, they should kind of be like, well, you know, you did a good job, but you need to work on this, 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 and that. And therefore you don't get a trophy because you didn't accomplish the goal. Right. Yep. It, it just sets kids up to fail in my opinion. Yeah. I think it just gives them like a, a sense of like, I don't have to go as hard as, you know, and I like just from personal experience, man, like <clears throat> I remember playing travel ball growing up and we would finish like second in a tournament or a third and we would get a trophy. And I remember like my friends and I, we were like, throw that shit in the trash, man. Like we don't want to like, I don't want to get a trophy for not winning this thing, you know? And uh, obviously we all played hard and we enjoyed the game, but <clears throat> I just, 
the way that thing, I mean, even like me, man, I try to give lessons to kids nowadays. You know, I try to like help the travel teams that I grew up playing for sometimes when I have off time during the fall and stuff. And just the demeanor of kids these days, man, it's so different than when I grew up, you know, like just the way that they, you know, everything's handed to them. They don't want to try hard for anything. You know, if they don't get their way, it's, you know, they make some huge deal about it. So I think just from my personal experience, like I, I was fortunate enough to where like I had tough coaches growing up. So it just made me want to just work harder. You know, I wasn't the best player on my team when I was eight, nine, 10, I was probably middle of the pack to one of the last ones, but I just knew that I, if I wanted to <clears throat> achieve things that I, for myself, I had to work at it. And I don't think that a lot of kids have that mentality today. It's like, I mean, you see it in college with like the transfer porter stuff. You know, they don't get their way with the team. Let's just go to another one or even in travel ball, you know, Oh, I'm not playing. So let's go try out for this other team, you know, instead of working hard. And I mean, I don't know. It's just, I think the way of life, I mean, just for me, man, I'm only 28, but just the way that kids grew up in my day and now it's like two different, two different worlds. I feel like. Mm. Yeah, it's that, it's that like Jordan attitude versus LeBron, you know, you look at the two, yeah. two of them and, and the, the way they looked at it and Jordan's like, no, you're coming on my team and I'm not bringing anybody else in to, to win this. You know, I'm not going to bring magic or bird on my team. I'm going to beat them and show everybody. And now mm -hmm. it's like, let's see how many superstars we can get on one team so we can try and win it. And it's like, that's not what it's about. It's about, it's about that hunger. It's about that work to, you know, like you're saying, be the eighth, ninth, 10th guy on the roster and be like, okay, I want to start next year. So I'm going to bust my ass and I'm going to go do it. And now you're absolutely right. It's like that travel mentality of, okay, if I can't get it here, I'll go try somewhere else until I find my spot. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, you even see that shit in the business world now. I'm, I'm, you know, I've been, I've been working at big companies now for over 20 years, but if I try and go get another job, I'll have a hell of a time getting another job because now they're looking for people that don't that stay in a place no more than three to four years and then move on. It's like this nomad mentality. You, you brought up uh, two questions that I wanted to ask. One is, do you give, um, do you give your players a participation trophy? Like, do you have to? Cause I think that there's ways to No, you don't. Okay. Cause I was thinking if coaches have to do this shit, then offer them something better to make them work harder. Right. Um, like yes, if you guys, if you guys win, then I'll get you a real trophy, you know? Well, yeah. And I'll tell you, our, our kids are, uh, we we're undefeated in our, our league right now. We're going into league playoffs. And I told them, I'm like, well, if we make it to the championship first and second place, get a trophy. And my kids are like, we only want a trophy if we win. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, I've done you right then because they have that mentality that like, okay, second's great, but you don't win anything for second. And it's hilarious because my, my son's class, I mean, he's, our schools are so small up here. I'm in Western mass and his school has one grade, one class per grade. Right. And there's only 17 kids in his class. Whereas when we were in Connecticut, there were four classes per grade and each had 25 to 30 kids. So, you know, little league was a big deal and shit. And, and up here, they have this one class and it's like a bunch of savages. There's like six or seven boys in his class that they compete at fucking everything. 
doesn't matter what they're doing, whether it's they go to a bowling birthday party, go-karts, whatever. They're all trying to win against each other. But yet, you know, they're, they're all good friends. But it's that competitiveness in them. And that's why I decided to coach again with my son. Normally, I'd be like, ah, I don't really want to coach my own son. I'd rather just train him and let him deal with somebody else. But this group has got like a little bit of balls to them. So I'm like, all right, I can work with this. Hmm. Dude, that's great, man. That's I mean, they're gonna win, dude. Like you, you. I'm sure that you're very confident that they're gonna win the playoffs. Oh, right? yeah. Like they're gonna win the championship because you know that the other team isn't thinking like, oh, we get a trophy even if we lose if we get to the top. You know what I mean? So that's awesome, dude. Like uh, more parents need to do that. It, it's it's encouraging to hear that, man. I I know that you would like you know kind of do that stuff anyway. Like just knowing the little bit that I know about you, dude. Like there's a lot of parents out there that don't do that though. And and I think that that's kind of what's what's making the country kind of go to shit because they're passing the 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 tougher dudes that were like our grandparents, right? They're passing it off to their kids and kind of being a little soft on them and then those people are being extra soft on them and then technology is just exponentially growing. So you've got like, hey, give them the phone. Let them sit there. We don't we don't need to deal with this loud kid. He can sit there. And we can enjoy our dinner and this crazy five-year-old kid that just wants some damn attention and some interaction from some like people that he looks up to, whether he knows or she looks up to, whether they know him or not, you know. Um, it's sad, man. And and you're gonna see, like with AI, it's just gonna get worse and worse, dude. We're gonna and, and dude, you don't see this in other countries. These little Russian kids and these like Chinese kids, they're savages, dude. They're so good at what they do. And it goes back to the stuff that we were talking about with TikTok a little while ago, Matt, here on this show, that TikTok shows kids here a bunch of bullshit. And in Russia and China, the algorithm feeds them like ideas on how to start businesses, how to be tougher, how to, you know, outdoor activities and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I don't agree with the TikTok ban, but there is some some interesting stuff there with like what they're showing kids and how that's kind of guiding the culture for the future generations and shit. What's this here? This is <laughs> I fell in love with an AI chat bot and she rejected me sexually. Uh, this <laughs> is what her world has come to a fucking 40 year old man fell in love with his AI chat bot. And then he, I guess what happened was they did something with, uh, with the, the, they reset something and it came back and she totally changed on him. She like flipped mm -hmm. and he, he was planning on taking her to vacation in Cuba. He had like all these plans and shit to like meet, uh, go spread his sister's ashes. Oh she, boy. Like, dude, what are we coming to when this is, she is hot. I will say she's hot. Yeah. <laughs> and well, the crazy part is you can call her. And like you can change your voice to to fit whatever voice you want her to have, like it, dude. It's <laughs> it's fucking bizarre world, man. Looks like and a white girl, much, but you make her sound like a like a four hundred pound black chick. Dude, <laughs> awesome, right? What are you talking about? Do you have to be in order to get rejected by something you can program to do whatever you want? Like I mean, that's pretty pathetic. <laughs> you know? might have programmed I mean, it to dude, leave them. No. Oh boy, this dude, yeah. this dude's hurting, man. I mean, he just got divorced or whatever. And he fell in love with the AI chatbot. Like, what the fuck, man? I don't get this. You know all. what? It's better than falling in love with like a dog or like you know a 
a, a you know a minor or some shit. I got. I mean, if you're that sick in the head, who knows what what the boundaries are there? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's tough. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like a gateway drug to me. If you if you're starting to do that kind of shit, you know who? Like you said, who, where is the boundaries there? I don't know. I I've never seen a cartoon. Hey, but can can I mean? So look, I, were we not all attracted to Jessica Rabbit, right? Remember, you guys, maybe you guys remember Jessica Rabbit? Yeah. yeah, I was like nine years old. <laughs> I mean, I was like five, I think, when I saw Jessica Rabbit, and I was like, "What is that?" You know what I mean? That's a little different because I'm not trying to have like an actual relationship with it, but I mean, like, you know, she was attractive, right? I would say that she was purposely attractive. That was one of the first sexually attractive cartoons wouldn't you say yeah and still probably the most attractive i can't name another uh character out there that's attractive right other than maybe like francine from american dad she's kind of hot for some reason <laughs> right <laughs> you're hilarious i love it <laughs> i mean i'm i'm just saying like i but even though i think that these these are like attractive characters it doesn't mean that i'm like oh man i'm gonna risk it all and try and start a relationship with something like you know what i mean it's it, it's bullshit it's it's all you know goofy stuff but speaking of of jessica rabbit and roger rabbit do you remember this probably On the wall, in the in the movie in the background it said for a good time call alice in wonderland the best is yet to be oh wow i don't remember that <laughs> what scene is this i have no idea it's it's one of those where it's uh when i was Crop doing him. my disney research i found this that mm -hmm. this is one of those things like that they throw in the cartoons in the background that you never really notice but somebody obviously noticed Man, somebody should send that to Allison's rage page because she used to go by Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> you know that she's the uh, she's now has her show on OAN and she just rants about political shit or whatever. Do you guys remember her? She she's like really smoking hot blonde, and she got famous for going through the Starbucks drive-through and being like, um, "Oh you can, yeah, you can hand me a mask, but you can't hand me my fucking drink." What diff Like, how does that make any sense? That that was her. <laughs> it was hilarious. But the, the whole thing is with what we were talking about. It's just the dumbing down of the next generation so that um, they're not able to critically think for themselves and just go along with whatever the agenda is. And we're absolutely seeing it unfold right in front of our face. I mean, I don't know if we're heading towards uh, Babylon or if we're already there or if it's just this you know, great reset that they want so that they can implement an entirely new society. Yeah. And one of the things that I've seen to me or a quote going around, I don't know who it's actually attributed to, but they, they say the reason, one of the reasons why they've been attacking masculinity is because if we had more masculine men, this shit right now wouldn't be going on. 100%. And I hate saying 100%, but yes. Yeah. I mean, think of all the cucks that just bowed and, you know, I still see them in the gym. These dudes wearing masks like guy, come on, man, have a little self-respect. It's like, yeah. are you really that sold on your team that you have to still show it? I, you know, I, I have a feeling that these people, because everybody is that they're like some people aren't going to wake up at all. And some people are just like too stubborn to admit that they've been fooled. Uh, but you know, maybe two years down the road, that guy that 
is wearing the mask, won't wear the mask anymore. And he'll be like, oh, shit. Like, why would I was I can't believe I was fucking doing that for so long. You know, I feel like that's what's holding us back too, man. Like so many people are afraid to just simply say, you know what? Maybe I was wrong. Let me try this other way out. And then when they realize that, oh, shit, that all this has been BS the whole time. So I think that's like where our the boundaries are, man. It's like if people just simply just say, you know what? None of this makes sense to me. I need to I need to stop doing what I'm doing or I need to stop putting my energy here. I think. I don't know if it'll ever happen, though, because there's so many distractions and things that are going on that people just simply are like, oh, well, I'll worry about it later or, yeah. ah, you know, it doesn't bother it doesn't bother me. It's not affecting me. You know what I mean? When it really is. It will eventually, so, right? It's going to come to your yeah, doorstep exactly. one way or another. Exactly. And at where where do you draw that line, right? And yeah. I was I was kind of you know in the beginning when when all the woo flu shit started, I was like, okay, maybe this is going to get a little hairy. But then once they started like closing beaches, putting you know two by fours over basketball rims in parks, and we're like telling you you can't <laughs> go outside and exercise and shit, then you're like, okay, this is total bullshit. There's no way this is real. This is just a slave mentality driving us, you know, like, let's see how much we can get away with before they push back. And they just kept pushing you can the even line. See them. Yeah. You can see it. You can see it in sports too, man. Like they were like, Oh, well you have to, the players don't have to wear masks outside, but the coaches and trainers do. Yep. Like, okay. Well, what is that? What is that? Okay. Like basketball. So, I mean, but like people just simply won't say, you know what? None of this is making any sense. We're not doing this. Like that's how quick it could change within a, it could change within an hour. If everyone just said, you know what? No, we're not going to do that. Nope. The emperor they, has no like, what, what could they say? Yeah. I so, mean, how, how do you justify it? Like what's the rationale that the five or 10 people yeah. on the basketball court are okay. Yeah. But as soon as you cross that line, you got to mask up because, you know, it's a danger. You're going to, you're going to, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, common sense tells you this is bullshit. You know, Yo, <laughs> the restaurants, the restaurants was wow. even funnier because you had to wear the mask to the table. But when you sat down, you were allowed to take it off. That was or, hilarious. Or you had to eat outside inside of a bubble outside, <laughs> yes. right? Like you're still inside, but <laughs> you're outside still- and it, it's okay now. Like. What the fuck, man? Like, I, I laugh at this shit now, but it's like when it was happening, you're te- you're pointing this out to people and they're like, oh, no, this is that's that's the what you know, that's what the government is saying. That's the way we're, we're going to get through this. Like, what? And that's and, and to and to go all the way and circle back is those people, their ego is so big that I don't know if they'll ever admit to it. They'll never admit to being wrong. Yeah. Yep. And they never want to admit and, and, and the problem is the people that do realize it are too afraid of what other people are going to say if they speak out against it, right? Like, I mean, I, I have no problem telling anybody how I feel about this stuff. I mean, I go to the battle with the school nonstop over here because I'm, I'm just not playing their bullshit. You know, I call them on everything. Like, you're going to try this on my kid? Nope, not happening. You're going to show it to me first. And then if I approve, then I'll let you do it with him. But- it's it's so many people are afraid just to like cause a ripple and it's like why like what do you care so much about is it what other people think of you is it the little reputation that you have i i just i don't understand it 
And some of it may be still fear-based too. And those people I really feel sorry for if they're still walking around that fucking scared that they're putting a mask over their face. I feel some of them are just doing it out of ego and compliance. And some of them are still truly scared. But it seems to be only two demographics here in Sacramento that I see wearing the masks still. So I don't know if that has anything to do with the TV that they watch, but. A lot of boomers bought in hard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but did you guys know that Kirby actually got traded for not taking the vaccine? <laughs> oh, he did? Yeah. Yes. So I I, uh, I was drafted out of college by the Toronto Blue Jays and was fortunate enough to make it all the way up with them. Uh, fortunate, I mean, it, it, it was looking back, it, it was one of the best things that's ever happened to me. But at the time, man, it was it was really tough, like really, really tough. Um, twenty twenty one came around. Obviously, there still was a lot of protocols for the vaccine and and COVID and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we reported to spring training that year, and they basically said eighty five percent of you guys need to be vaccinated in order for us to like be cleared to not wear masks. We can go to the country. Like Canada wouldn't even let us in to play home games. Yeah, I know like some time, of the Yankees until we were until we were 85%, which is, wow. Anyway. So I really before I even they even said any of that. I remember telling my parents and I'm not I don't want to like go on about my life, but it's just I knew I knew it was going to be this way. I knew it was going to be that way. I knew they were going to demand it from everyone and they were giving me pressure. They called me selfish. They said that I was being ignorant, all this stuff. They, uh, our GM said that I was going to get everyone sick and, you know, just, so it was, it was really tough for me mentally, man. Like I, I battled so much and I got to the point where I just, honestly, I didn't even know if I wanted to play anymore. Cause just like being in that situation, man, like I, looking back, I like, it made me so strong. Like, and I knew like I, I, from here on out, I would never bend my knee to anybody that doesn't know my best interests. So, um, you know, it, it, it sucked. It really sucked. But like, fortunately I got through it. Um, you know, it's just that, that, that little world that people live in, man, it's like, okay, I'm looking at this square and like right here, this TV is telling me something and that like, that's the truth. Like, that's exactly what's true. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, like nothing added up from day one when I went there like with the blue jays like nothing added up ever since COVID happened nothing added up like nothing made any sense they just were going with what was going on and i got a lot of backlash for it but like i can't tell you how many teammates i had how many coaches i had how many people just like applauded me for what i did and mm -hmm. and i wasn't the only one i'm not sitting here trying to like say that i was you know i'm not high and mighty but just i think that what it helped me and helped a lot of people around me that are close to me realize is that man like really like there's truly nobody in this world that can tell like you what to do like there's no authority if you really think about it like there's no authority over us at all like no one tells us what we can do how we live our life and so i'm not sitting here saying that you have to you know i just think that like defying things that like don't make sense in your head is like what's good that's logic rambling on, but but it's just it was so tough, man, because I, I saw through all the BS and I'm just sitting here thinking like all my teammates don't like 
I can't tell you how many people I around me were like, I don't want to take it, but I don't want to deal with all the bullshit that comes with it. And I'm like, there is no bullshit. Like there's no, like they, they create the bullshit. Yep. So I just, man, like it, I was, I'm thankful for the way things turned out, obviously. And I didn't mean to ramble on that long, but it's just, it's like really, it was really tough. And it wasn't tough because I knew, I knew what was right. So it wasn't that it was just tough that there's so many people that you surround yourself with that at the end of the day, like their whole opinion and outlook and perspective on things is just strictly off of what other people say and do. So I just like, I, it, it really, it bothered me for the longest time. I'm over it now, obviously, but it's just, well, it's all crazy. that venom, that, that whole, that whole vaccine thing, man, like it was, it was so, it was made so political. And so like, I mean, I just think it's all BS, man. Like I really do. Well, and the fact that they call you selfish, right? For whenever has there been any medical thing that works for everybody, right? Like that's the thing that all of a sudden there was this magical thing that was going to work for everybody and was going to make everything stop, right? Everything goes away if you just bend the knee, like you said. And And it's like, well, there's guys that I... No, go ahead. Yeah. There's guys that I played with that were perfectly healthy, had no issues of any health whatsoever. And they all were like, to this day, they still experience like, you know, uh, side effects from it. Like I have a, I have a really good friend that for the longest time didn't get it and gave in eventually, you know, I don't judge him for it. It was his decision, but now he has to use an inhaler every time he plays Fuck. like his lungs don't, it's just, it's crazy, man. Like how much they, and here's the thing that really bothers me too, is like all this info coming out about how bad it is and how it didn't basically COVID didn't affect anybody that was healthy. It's just like no one even bat an eye at it. Dude. You know, and that's where like there's so many distractions out there, man. Like there's so many where people just simply can't look back and be like, oh, I was completely wrong about that. Maybe I should need to start changing my and that's like that's that's how I woke up to all this stuff. When I started changing my I got rid of my ego. I started changing just the way I thought about things, the way I saw things, just because like I love my parents to death, but like the things that they taught me, I mean, sometimes like I realized like, man, that, that didn't like, that's just like, it was just like preconceived notions of stuff. It wasn't even their own, you know, research and thought process. It was just like, oh, well, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. You know? And I, at the end of the day, it was like, ah, oh, that, that doesn't really make any sense to me. Well, so, and now we have so much at our hands too, right? Where we yeah, can go. Yeah. And, and that was the craziest part. You were called even crazy just for reading, right? For doing research, which normally like, hey, if I'm going to go buy a car, I'm going to go research different models, different, you know, look into the car before I just go buy it. But this, if I did it here, now I'm some kind of fucking conspiracy theorist, crazy asshole, you know, like I'm a threat to society. Like, wait, it just never added up. I don't. I had a I had a conversation with our general manager about, he said, well, we're not going to let you join the team because if you get on a commercial flight, then you could easily catch COVID and all that, like you know, all this stuff. And I said, okay, I've read three articles right here and I'll show them all, all of them to you. That airplane, like the, the, um, ventilation, the ventilation on an airplane is the cleanest air that you can breathe. Like cleanest. It like basically just keeps flowing and flowing, and flowing. So it's just fresh air coming in. So there's, it, it was a less chance 
of me sitting in the locker room with all my teammates or less chance of me sitting on the airplane than it was with me sitting in the locker room with all my teammates. And so simply just showing them that it's like, Oh, well you don't like, Oh, you're a doctor now. Yeah. No, like I'm just showing you, like if you want to sit here and have this conversation, like that, that, that's another thing that really just bothers me with, with baseball too, is like, you know, players, I'm not sitting here saying that we're miss miss, you know, treated or anything because we're not. I mean, like we're really blessed. But like all these owners just take advantage of like people, like always. That's like their motive is to take advantage of every single person they can. And all it takes is just simply for one of like a group of us to just say, "Hey, no, we're not going to deal with that anymore. We're not doing that. Like you're not going to treat us that way." And they'll change. Like that's the thing. As soon as these people start losing money, how quickly things change. Yep. Like that's what I, that's that's where I saw. Kirby, I've been you meaning know. to ask you, brother. What are what are all the players uh, talking about with what's going on uh, the Dodgers right now? Is that on any of the players' radar? Oh, is this the first you're hearing about with the uh, the Dodgers bringing in the um, the uh, oh shoot, Hannah yeah, sorry, I totally, forgot, I totally, I drew a blank there for a second. No, and that's I was telling him before you guys got on. Um, like, there's a lot of guys that do not agree with anything that's going on. Like nothing, like they don't want it, but you know, and that's where that's kind of why I I don't use Twitter. You know, I barely post on Instagram, and it's just because like people like two guys from the Nationals who are actually going to play the Dodgers the day that they have that thing, both have made personal statements on Twitter about how they don't agree with it. You know, it's, it's, if you're not going to allow this, these people to come in then you shouldn't allow these people to come in. And so, you know, just logically saying like, Hey, can you explain why you're doing this? And it's like, they get so much backlash and so much, you know, hatred from it. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that I I agree with everyone, but I think that if you're not going to treat everyone fairly and have everyone's opinion, you know, compensated for then i i really don't understand why you like why you do it and i think it, they're just like man california is like the agendas they push out man like it's i see it in oakland all the time like we've had we've had and i'm like i'm not trying to like say that i'm against any of this stuff but like there's people that you know for example they had two women like get engaged to each other at the oakland game and I'm not saying that it was like, I'm not sitting here saying that they're like, uh, like I see it on the screen. I'm like, Oh, it doesn't bother me. Like I'm sitting here at the game. Like I'm not paying attention to any of it, whatever. But for them to just like push out all these agendas, man, like it's really, really bad. Like it's gotten really bad. And they use sports for that. Like they literally are using sports for that. And have you guys sucks, man. Cause like, I the think all the Dodgers players are striking all the Dodgers. Yeah, all the Dodgers players are just like, hey, man, like we just want to play baseball. Like That's all we came here to do, play baseball, put a show on for the fans, regardless of what they look like or what they believe in. Like We're just here to play. Like, And so I think – I mean, I really don't know. Like I, I can't say I have an opinion on it you know, because I don't really know the full situation, but it's just, it's just sad to see, man, that how much like they use – sports, music, entertainment to just push out all these agendas when like I, that's not – I don't care if it's like, you know, you can, you can bring like people in MAGA hats out there. I'm like, why do they have to be out here? You can bring <laughs> people out there. I'm like, oh, like what, what does that have to do with baseball? None, like literally mm-hmm. none of that has anything to do with baseball. Like it has nothing. People come to the Dodgers game to watch the Dodgers play and try to win and get an experience from it. 
because it's one of the best stadiums in the, in the world. But mm-hmm. then you use all this other stuff and it's just, I mean, it's sad, man. Like it really is. And I'm not like trying to, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's sucks. No, but that's, that's yeah. one of the like, reasons they use that everything for. That's one of the things that turned me off saying? about baseball in 2020 was when they were pushing the BLM shit. And it was no. like, listen, this is, I come to, I, I was watching baseball to get away from all the noise and all the nonsense that was, you know, that's in the beginning of COVID when they still let it play. And then they started throwing that in. And then I noticed like in my son's video in Call of Duty, when he would turn that on, it would, you know, have a big B. And I'm like, why do all, does it have to be everywhere? You know, and that's when you know it's an agenda when they have to co-opt everything into it. And, you know, you saw the NBA guys all wearing, you know, different shirts and stuff. And it's like, guys, that's not what you're here to do. You're here to entertain us, not mm-hmm. here to, to do politics. Most people like myself yeah. watch sports to get away from all that noise. And that was our out from it. And then when it's put in your face, you're like, fuck man, it's going to turn more people off than it's going to bring people in. Right. Dude, I've been wanting and to ask this. Since question. You... You're good. You're good. Oh, no. No, I, I just wanted to ask you this, Kirby, since you mentioned it like a while ago. I know you said you didn't want to talk about yourself, but I think a lot of people would be really interested in the like someone that's gotten to the top of your sport or like, you know, you know, put someone else in there like their craft. Right. Like you're in the professional league for like what you do, like at the highest level doing what you're doing. Right. How does that feel? to go against the agenda when you have so much to lose like i that that to me it's a it's a foreign concept obviously i'm not like at the top of of like what i do um but you know you have people that are like sacrificing their morals for jobs that they hate you know what i mean you obviously love playing baseball like this is why you you know like it seems like every professional yeah of course it becomes work at a certain point but at the end of the day, you said it yourself. You guys are blessed to be able to do what you're doing. How does it feel to go against that grain when you have so much to lose? Like literally everything that you've worked your whole life for. Again, it's a foreign concept to a lot of people. I think a lot of people would be interested in in like what that feeling is. I mean, that's like a <laughs> I can go on for days about it, man. Like I for example, the, the, the whole vaccine thing in 21, 2021, you know, I had coaches telling me I had, you know, other guys telling me like, Hey, you're literally not in the big leagues right now with the Toronto Blue Jays because you won't take the vaccine. Like that's literally why it's not because you're pitching bad. It's not because you're pitching good. It's simply because you won't get the vaccine. And I said, if that is the reason why I'm not there, then I don't want to take it anyway. I don't want to do it. You know, and I, that's the thing, like, it was hard. I got a lot of backlash from it, but, you know, looking back now that I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm where I want to be, but that I think my, I truly found my purpose in life through that by, I wouldn't say like being defiant, but just questioning everything that happens in our life and why, like why, and no one wants to answer that question. Yeah, dude. And I think that's you said that's, something so that's, spot on there, Kirby. Like not just being defiant, like not standing for the anthem. And you don't really have a good reason why you're not standing for the anthem. Not you, but obviously we know who I'm talking yeah, no, about. No, but like like that's the thing. Like people don't know why they're doing what they're doing or right. why they're standing up for what they believe in. Like they have no right. idea. And I didn't, it wasn't even anything like I'm 
I never in my life have I ever sat there and said, Oh, I, I, I'm not going to get that vaccine because I'm, I don't believe it. No, it's not, it wasn't that it was just simply like, I've seen it be so politicized and so, so pushed out and, and just, but just like the system, man, like, like in it, the best way I can describe it is that baseball and sports are the same entity as government. Okay. You have these players and I'm not saying that the players are mistreated. Like I said before, they're not like we get paid great. Everything is fine. We get treated like Kings. Like I have so many friends that I play with that I've, I have lifelong friendships I've developed. Like I'll have them forever. But if you speak out, if you do anything that's doesn't, you know, go with the crowd, if you go out, like they, they, you know, you're, you're chastised for it, you know? And that's just like in regular life, you know, simply like, you know, if you live in a big city, there's certain things you can't do with your, with your home, with your stuff. It's just like, man, like they don't, they don't like, we're truly not free. Like that's how I, that's truly how I feel. And I'm not trying to be dramatic, you know, or anything, but it's just like people, people are so blind to that fact. Like, if I literally got on Twitter right now and said what I really feel about a lot of situations that are going on in MLB, uh, by the end, by tomorrow morning when I wake up, I probably wouldn't have a job anymore. Mm. You know, and that's the way it is. Like that's truly the way it is. And it's not even they don't even look at right from wrong. It's just oh well, you know that's not what we believe. Oh, that's not what we think or not. You know, and, it's, and it just and what happened it, to conversation, Kirby? Right. What happened to, to dialogue and and yeah. and being yeah. able to have a conversation about topics like this? Like there's no discussion anymore. It's either you're no. with us, with the machine, or we're getting rid of you. Like you're saying, you can't speak your mind freely or the machine will have its way with you. Yeah. And, and it's it, just it that's the, the frustrating that part. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when I was a lot younger, the players went on strike for money purposes. Like, I think you guys would be fucking heroes if you went on strike for the reasons that are actually worthy of going on strike for, as far as pushing agendas. Like, you guys but should just have go to, out there. Catalyst, another- you'd have to get the union heads involved, and, and that's they're tied in with the ownership. You know, as much as they play protagonist, antagonist with the owners, they're in bed with the owners because it's all they're all making money together. It's the same thing with these companies, man. Like, it's the same thing with these companies in June. You know, do they really believe that stuff? Are they just pushing it out because they don't want to get the backlash from it? Well, and they get bonus. It's the same thing with these teams. It's the same thing with these teams, man. Like, I can I can name off the top of my head a lot of people that don't agree with this, but are they going to say anything? No, because they don't want to deal with the backlash from it. Yep. It's that it's that one man dancing syndrome, though. I don't know if you guys seen that video that was circulating a long time ago, but it was it was just a festival and everybody was just sitting around in this park. And this one guy decided to get up and dance and he looked kind of crazy or whatever. And everybody was looking at him and pointing. And then somebody else got up and started dancing with him. And then somebody else got up and started dancing with him. And then before you know it, he didn't look crazy because everybody was up and dancing. Yep. Yep. So it just it, sometimes it just takes that one person, but unfortunately there's so many times where they just cut cut the person's head off and everybody looks at it as like, "Oh shit, I don't I don't want to deal with that." 
Well, look at Aaron Rodgers now, right? He tried to stand his ground and and speak his mind, and now everybody calls him crazy. You know, like I mean, granted, he's still got his his role and his job, and he's now with the Jets, but he took a lot of shit for his stance on on this stuff. And then, you know, when he did his whole ayahuasca stuff, then they started getting on him for that because it's not part of the mainstream. It's like it's this big machine and it takes I, I'm with you, Catalyst. I, I I believe in that hundredth monkey effect, but we're not anywhere near that, you know, like it, with these big giant corporations, it takes a lot more than one because you can just replace. It doesn't matter to them. Most I'd say 99.9% of people are replaceable. There's that, that those few that they can't touch, but the rest, you're just tools. Right. No, I used to tell my boss that at my old job, she would be like, I don't know what I would do without you, Bradley. And I'm like, everybody's replaceable. I was like, everybody in this building is replaceable. Yep. Yeah. Cause the machine's going to go on, you know, it's, they're so big and mm. that's, you know, like we were, we were talking about these corporations. That's the problem. Like they don't care if they lose billions of dollars, they'll get it back eventually, or they'll find a new way to, to get to rebrand. But and are they, are they really losing that much money? Cause take uh, Anheuser-Busch for an example. And everybody's calling that a big, huge win because Anheuser or because Bud Light's uh, sales went down a, a huge amount. And, but that doesn't really hurt them because Modelo went up. Yep. And it's the same, it's Anheuser-Busch. And so uh, it, it just, it is all of these companies who basically run these time. If you have a company that draws any sort of uh, steam, eventually they're going to get their hands on you and absorb you. And then you just become a part of the big conglomerate. So when people are thinking, oh, I'm, I'm not drinking that uh, tranny fluid, I'm drinking Modelo. It's like, well, you're still supporting the same company. You're still feeding that same beast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the issue with all this stuff. It's it's the it's the <clears throat> corporatization of America, right? That's when we started losing our freedoms. And and once they started letting the corporations have their way with politicians, now does your vote even matter anymore? Because no matter who you put in, if they're bought and sold for by corporations, they're not there as your representative. They're representing their pocket interest, which is the companies. Matt, I'm not mm-hmm. sure if, if they've ever represented the people ever. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you going back into history the way that you do. You, can I throw a crazy conspiracy theory out there that I've never heard anybody dig on before? Of That's course, cool. man. Please do. All right. George Washington, Andrew Jackson, Abraham Lincoln. I think they were all black because I've never heard that last name on any other person that I've never heard that those last names on a white person. Damon Jackson and the UFC is wider than the driven snow. <laughs> all right. Well, if you can give me one example, then that that's plausible for all three of them. Well, there, there's a lot of there's a lot <laughs> of, you know, conspiracies out there about Lincoln being black and being a, clo- a, a closet homo, too. I mean, big time, like. You listen to uh, Ryan Dawson talk about him and like Lincoln went into a huge depression when his his boyfriend, quote unquote, got married. So there's yeah, I don't know about that. That's interesting. Did you hear the one about about Washington, the cherry tree, though? Uh, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, how is how could we even believe anything about the cherry tree? But go ahead. Well, no, the whole Washington chopping down the cherry tree is symbolic of Washington taking out the Moors who were ran America before America. And the fact that, you know, I'm into the old world stuff. There's actually a Tartarian cherry tree. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let me see if I can find it here. Cause it's, I, I, I just found that one out the other day, but I've, I've been researching about the whole, a lot of these myths. Um, and it just like these, these things that they sell to us as being like reality. Yeah, here it is. Check this out. This is the black Tartarian cherry. Why are you pulling that up, Matt? Isn't that term more like we, I, I remember I mentioned this to you when I, when I had heard about it, isn't that like a, a kind of like a racial slur, like that was kind of put up by people that beat them in wars and shit like that or no well no i mean moorish that was a whole race at the time i mean they were some of them were barbers you know um coming from they're from morocco and if you look into it there was a treaty with the u.s and morocco so i don't know i I I thought it was like a slur though like like they like no one ever like back then called themselves like we're the moorish people like back oh i doubt it yeah now now oh yeah going back then i i it was kind of slang yeah they weren't known as moors back then yeah it's an interesting idea but they you know even one of the the quote-unquote queens of, of of the moorish people married into u.s uh you know presidencies so oh, it's nice. It's it's all tied in. But when I saw this, when I saw this black Tartarian cherry tree, I'm like, oh, this could add to Washington's even more that, you know, this whole we're sold that, yeah, Washington chopped down a cherry tree as a kid. And it was all, you know, no, this was uh, them telling us that it was him getting rid of a whole race of people or a whole lifestyle that was here beforehand. That's that reminds me a lot of the 9/11 pear tree. I don't know if you guys have heard of that that pear tree, the the survivor tree or surviving tree at 9/11. And the whole thing with that is that it's a pear tree that they, you know, when when the attacks happen, the, you know, this this one tree survived and they they transplanted it and it's still at the site today. And the pear from like an esoteric perspective represents like being lied to like it's like uh, the like a false kind of kind of a thing is what the pair represents among many other things but one thing that's you know significant to it is that you know pair represents deception which i don't understand exactly why but that's something that i saw in that esoteric encyclopedia it represents femininity it represents all kinds of things but one thing that's very unique to the pair is that it represents deception and and they you know just so happen to save this tree that's a pear tree for you know the 9-11 survivor tree it's amazing <laughs> it survived and what got blown up on 9-11 and then the passport right the passport just laying right there on the windshield <laughs> or whatever it's like yeah you know well, Muhammad Atta. well that's like that shit a couple weeks ago when they had that i don't know what he was he, he looked kind of muslim if you ask me the guy that rented the u-haul and said he was gonna he was go biden yeah, he's Indian. Okay. With the yeah, Nazi flag. He had a Nazi flag and they just so happened to lay it out on the pavement when they take the picture of the truck. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Someone and- wrote on in sidewalk chalk whites 
white's responsible question mark it's like no come on like this is this is crazy like the the narrative and you have that going on the same time that all that ammonium nitrate was like just vanished supposedly you know what i mean now the full story to that's a little different than what we're actually told but still very strange man it's like almost like something is uh really getting set up for 2024 here so from what i heard that was just a kid too he was like 18 or 19 years they old they always are and he had a speech written out like he was apparently going to give this big speech of course they were probably just going to shoot him on live tv and say like this is what these white supremacists get or some you know some sort of narrative but <clears throat> from what I understand, he did not. Uh, the only charge that he got was a destruction of government property. So he just got it wasn't even a felony as uh, from what I've heard. So they're they're just tucking him away. They'll use him again for something down the future. Yeah, that has Fed written all over it. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, man, that's scary shit. Um I meant to bring this up and and I hope I don't like completely throw everybody off with this question, but you were, you were talking mad about how nowadays in sports, they're just trying to get as many, as many of the like superstars on one team as they can. And I was kind of curious because I feel like that's how the bulls were, but I don't know if it was because Chicago or because Jordan made everybody around him that fucking good. Or, or if they did that, they just had their, their dream team basically because i know that when the lakers had their quote-unquote dynasty it felt very much like the bulls but they purposely went out and like bought like they did they pulled a uh, not a dodgers they pulled the new york yankees which which lakers are you talking about showtime the dynasty team man with uh kobe and Shaq. oh and- yeah, yeah yeah well that was yeah that that was that kind of set the precedent that's it. what I was saying. That I I don't know if that was the beginning of that era or if it was everybody was just trying to emulate what the Bulls had organically or if the Bulls started that. Well, see, the Bulls had the, they got their ass kicked for years by the Pistons. You know, the bad boys beat them up mercilessly two years in a row to the point where you know they came out with the book, The Jordan Rules where they were their whole idea was just to beat the shit out of Jordan and make everybody else beat him. So what did the Bulls have to do? Well, then they had to start bringing in other guys. Then they got smart and brought in like a Horace Grant with, with some muscle. They brought in Rodman. They brought in guys like John Sally, who a lot of these guys were on the end of their career. It wasn't like bringing in a big name like, you know, when the the Heat brought in LeBron and Bosh. They were bringing in like little pieces. They had Michael and Scotty there. And right. that was their MO. And then if you look, they would just fill in with role players. Like you, it started out with uh, John Paxson, right? And then it went to Steve Kerr or vice versa. I don't remember what the order was, but they were just plugging in these certain guys. And they weren't superstars by any means, but they were, you know, average NBA players. People that you can depend to, depend on to do what you need to do when they need to do it. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, because they had the big two. They just needed some role players to fill in, play off them. And I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just hate seeing it, man. I hate when they they form these super teams and stuff. And because they rarely work out, you know, they rarely are these dynasties that they, you know, Kobe and Shaq was a one off, really. I mean, name another one where it really worked out. Miami was short term. They won what one or two, maybe. And it only really works in basketball. Baseball's tried it a lot. I mean, 
my my team's the Yankees, and and their payroll is always at the top ever since they started doing this shit, and they never win. They won once in 09. You know what's interesting too, dude, is as we've talked about this multiple times too, is like the the year that the Diamondbacks won against the Yankees, right? They had a phenomenal team, dude. Like the Diamondbacks, they had like Matt Williams, Tony Womack, like everybody everybody travis lee i think was was still playing if i'm not mistaken you had luis gonzalez luis gonzalez was a beast dude his goofy stance that he had um i forget the outfielders but then you had like randy johnson kurt schilling like yeah like wild like that's a wild team like to think about and then it took him as your closer dude young young kim with that (laughs) sidearm dude i remember i i we got we would purposefully get seats at Bob, you know, Bank One Ballpark, it was called back in the day, just to watch, like, right above the bullpen so that we could watch Young Young warm up, dude. Like, that <laughs> dude was wild. This tiny little Korean dude just fucking flinging sidearms in there. I mean, that's nuts, dude. Like, so that team right there was set up, it seems like, to, you know, carry this whole thing out. Um, and that was the year, you know, obviously 9-11 happens that year and like all kinds of weird stuff. If you're going to look into like the conspiracies behind who's supposed to win, I'm not saying that sports are rigged. I'm just, you know, it's just, it seems like one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't know how you feel about that, Kirby. I don't want to, you know, you know, get too crazy here, but it just seems like, you know, if you're looking at it from a conspiratorial side, that, that right there, Arizona, right? The Alpha Omega, AZ beating this Yankees team, this New York team where the tragedy ends up going down. That's wild right there. Like, and I don't think that the Diamondbacks have ever won a world series since or before even, right? Like no, that we was talked about it time. last week. That was the end of the Yankees dynasty too. They sure. Were, they yeah. Yeah. Won, yeah. I forgot. They yeah. had won three in a row. They were going for their fourth and that was it. They, and then they struggled. Like I said, then they won. And that was interesting too, because you had the Marlins who won it in 97 and and then the Diamondbacks won it in 01, and they were relatively new franchises. You don't see that with these expansion franchises coming in and, and winning titles that quickly, usually. In football, they usually win within three years. Right? Those, yeah. I, well, Jacksonville's never won anything. Oh, okay. Well, I was just trying to get my hopes up, calling calling the Raiders a new team since they basically are now. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's going to be a minute before. I think that the Browns uh, might might get something before the Raiders, honestly, uh, unfortunately. But, you know, the Bengals are looking pretty good, too. So that's going to happen pretty soon. But, I mean, d- where, where do we stand on, on sports being rigged? I think as, that the Raiders a- are going to win within the next two years because of the politics of it, because they were the first team to push the vaccine uh, they just got rid of Derek Carr for being too Christian. Um, I I really think huh. they're playing. I think they're playing ball enough to get a championship. Mm. And that's how I feel about sports being rigged. I feel like whatever team is playing along, playing ball, is the team that they're going to push forward. Um, They've got a I great know, stadium there in Vegas. Yes, I, I know that they wouldn't have allowed them and forked all that money into that stadium if they didn't have big plans for them, you know, right next to that big fucking black pyramid. So I don't Vegas, know. Vegas is the place to be. You guys are going there too, Kirby, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're heading there. Yeah. Oh, the athletics are. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's wow. Not official, it's not official yet, but it's, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. We'll, we'll be in Vegas within next year or two. So does that mean that you get to keep all your salary then? 
yeah working out of vegas that's fucking awesome i, I mean that's what, that makes me want to move to vegas just yeah. so i can keep all my damn yeah. money that i make yeah wherever wherever you play is where like the taxes you get paid so oh that's gonna, awesome well if hey. we play if we play in texas for a week we get those taxes there yeah so it's it's nice yeah fingers crossed for you then man that, that'd be awesome stay like in new york fucking yeah. money stay the hell away from new york you don't want to go there then no, yeah. it's not much better. I mean, Cali is pretty bad. So. Yeah, Cali yeah. is bad. I didn't even think about that. Shit. Whoa. Yeah, that's why I don't pay my taxes because I'm like, you guys already take my taxes so much. Every time I buy something, it's when I put gas in when I put gas in my car. When anything that I do, you guys are taxing me on it. You guys are taxing me on taxing me. So, um, no, you're not taking any out of my check. Dude, Catalyst, it's so crazy that that you know if you have a Patreon and you're getting you know if once you once you cross the six hundred dollar a month threshold, Patreon sends you that W two or whatever the hell it is. And they're like, hey, before you pull out your money next month, you got to fill this out. I don't know if it's W two. I don't know what the hell it is because I don't pay that much attention to it either, honestly. But that's what it is. But just fill out exempt. Well, yeah, I mean, that's more than I do. For no, it, it's not even 600 bucks a month, right? It's 600 bucks for the year. Oh, well, I mean, that's ridiculous. But I mean, what are you going to do with $600 in a yearly span? But, you know, you when, when you're getting charged on this, on this, on these, basically what they are essentially is donations, right? Th- that's really what they are at the end of the day. Yeah, you trade content for it in theory, but the person that is giving you that three to $10, whatever people are doing, let's say it's $3. They're giving you that $3. That's from their income that they were taxed on already. They were taxed on that $3 income. Now they're giving you that $3, right? Now you're supposed to pay taxes on it again? What the fuck are we doing here? I mean, if you get to a certain point, you're getting taxed three or four times just for one transaction. Maybe more than that, depending on like what, you know, because then you got to buy the damn you know, shit to, to ship it out with if you're selling a product, right? If you're selling like, let's say uh soap, because I'm doing that now too. So like you're selling soap, you have to buy the shit to ship that out, right? You can obviously write that off as a business expense or whatever, but like you're taxed on all this stuff, right? And then the sales coming in from that, you're not, you're not making all that stuff, right? There's net and gross profit, but you're having to pay on your net profits, dude, like that you're taxed so many times. I mean, taxes is a sore subject for me, dude. It's a, it's a strange thing. And it's just like, what the fuck is it all about, dude? Where does that money go, first of all? Yes. Right? I mean, I ask that question so much just in California, man. Like, just for people who are from California that live in California, I just want to simply ask them, where do you think that money goes? Ukraine right they now. They have no idea. They have no yeah. idea. It's whatever whatever black market they're pushing it to, you know? And that's what you look at, like the death tax. That's the biggest crock of shit ever. You got to pay taxes when, you know, your family has to pay taxes when you die. After the Come biggest on. tragedy that your family's faced and now, now they have to pay taxes. You know An inheritance I mean? tax, all this shit. It's like, it's meant, because what they're trying to do is kill the generational wealth, you know, sure. and and by eliminating that, again, what, what did we see the last three oh. years? We saw the greatest consolidation in wealth in history. You know, we saw more billionaires have, have have arisen out of this than there were previously. And the the gap between, you know, rich and poor just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, I should I should film my way to work in the morning. You guys would be blown away. Like 
you just go like right out of my nice neighbor. I have like I'm in a gated neighborhood, so I'm not, so it's nice. Whoa, it's dude! Like, save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lucky to be here, and it's it's temporary. But <laughs> and when I go out of the area, it's just fucking tents, dude, and and oh. RVs, and it's it's sad and it's scary too to to go to work because I'm like I'm in the morning. It's like sometimes I'm on my bicycle and shit because I don't work very far away, and there's like people just twacked out of their mind. They got fires going right on the road and shit. And I'm just, I feel like I'm in uh what is that movie? Mad Max sometimes. Or like they live almost too, right? Like there's all that shit going on and they live too. Great movie. But so yeah, I would love to know at the highest tax, one of the, I think we're the second highest tax state in the, in the country. I would love to know where our fucking taxes are going because it, we could clean this shit up pretty easy. And especially, Hey, if, if if it would help get some of these people off of the streets and into a house, I would gladly let them take money out of my checks. Well, yeah. And, and the same thing. You have this whole political theater going on, right? You have Biden and McCarthy talking about this increase in the debt ceiling and how, oh, well, we're making sacrifices on both sides, which is all horse shit. No, but yet they, they're talking they about fucking printing machine. Yeah. They're just talking about how they don't have money to do this and this and who ends up taking the brunt of it. It's always the regular people, right? And the poor people, like they're saying, oh, well, snap is going to take a hit for it. Yet we're sending how many billions of dollars across to Ukraine, which means nothing to us in the end. You know, it's just, it's all theater and people, I still laugh at the people that believe in the whole left, right bullshit, because that's the biggest crock ever. Should we do a, I got that. I found this little slideshow of the most taxed states. Oh, nice. Let's get a schooling. Coming in at 12, Maryland, you got a tax burden of 9.32% property tax of 2.67 individual income of 3.89 and then total sales. That's nothing. That doesn't sound that bad. No, which is which is what a shame is that we're saying that, right? They're only taking 3% of my money. Well, that's what what the whole revolution started over was 3%. Right, right. But I, now, so I think obviously the tax burden itself, I think, is the is what they're going off of here. Nine point three two. If you're making a million dollars a year, reveal it. Up. Next one, Vanna. Let's go. All right, all right. Got to add, of course. Of course. Come. Blocker. Kansas. Wow, not expected. Three point. Uh, I'm sorry. Nine point three six. All right, that's not bad. Still, California. Oh, we're only ten. It's not too bad. I guarantee you most of these are northeast. Probably. Yeah. Well, I mean, beautiful San Francisco there. Not looking like that anymore. 9.48. Yeah. Minus the street feces. Right. Yeah. The shit piles on the street. <laughs> that, Illinois. That there. <laughs> well, that's another Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Another hellhole. Chicago. Yeah. 9.52. Uh, ads got to clear. Bad. Rhode Island. Nine point six. one northeast. Oh, Hawaii's going to be up there, I bet. Oh, probably There's two Jersey, nine point nine eight, Minnesota. Ilhan Omar, shout out nine point nine nine. Another ad. We'll clear this real quick. Connecticut. There you 10. go. Ten point four four. That's my yeah, stomping grounds. They you guys are really cleaning up Look here, this, dude. This is this is five so far out of the top ten. Our north ten point five percent taxes. You haven't New even York, hit Massachusetts one. or. 
Yep, there there's it is another right one. There. <laughs> Probably New Hampshire will be New number Hampshire's two. New Hampshire's got to be there too. Yeah, New York yeah. will be number one. So no, yeah, I don't. New Hampshire some... won't be on here because they have Ooh. no sales tax. Kauai, oh. look at that. Yeah, Hawaii, New York. How is Massachusetts not on there? We pay out our ass. Twelve point seven nine. That's insane. That's Massachusetts has got to be thirteen or something. What is that? I said Massachusetts has to be. Yeah, we have to be like 13 just out of there. Yeah, right outside the. (laughs) Because everybody goes to New Hampshire because there's no tax there. Right, right, right. Yeah, live free or die. They just have this, you know, they have obviously uh, property tax, but they don't have any income or uh, sales tax. Mm. That's fucking nuts, man. That's all New England. That's crazy. But then look at like these uh, these criminal states like Texas and Florida. There's no income tax at all zero so it's like man like that those are the places to be right now but then like it seems like those will be the uh you know if there was ever like a a a nuke to go off it seems like it'd probably be in texas at this point you know what i mean like it won't be florida one of the two yeah you're right i don't think it'll be in florida because that's a lot of old people well and nasa's down there so they wouldn't risk that well nasa's in texas oh yeah you got it in houston too so Yeah. yeah yeah so yeah man it's a it's a weird time we're living in, man. Weird time. It's fun times. I I feel like we all picked this time to live in for a reason. I don't know how deep you go, but I, I feel like if we were able to choose a time, we chose this time for a reason. So, I mean, I love it, dude. I've never been happier personally. Like, and, and like, I hope that other people can find like shit that they like doing and they can make themselves happy too. But yeah, man, it, you know, I'm let me just put it this way. I'm really thankful I don't have kids. And I'm I'm I I my heart goes out to people that have kids because it's scary, dude. It's scary. And you know, I think Matt, as far as I know, you're the only one that ha- oh no, obviously Catalyst, you have kids too, right? You got a kid. Yep, she graduates um, on Wednesday. Okay. So at least she's a little older, right? Like obviously very young still, but graduating high school or college? High school. She she okay. starts full born indoctrination camp. <laughs> uh, she got she got a scholarship so well hey good for her honestly but hopefully you know she can you know obviously have that relationship with her father I, i'm sure that you taught her very well brother so like you know it, it's tough dude but i could not imagine having a young kid right now like the the work that matt talks about having to do just to try and keep like the fucking indoctrination out of what is he 10 or 11 yep 10 10 so yeah it's like He's in fourth grade, man, and they're already starting this shit. It's like the sex ed and shit, right? Oh yeah. It's like what the dude, you don't even need to know about that stuff until you're in your teens, dude. Like I thought about that too. I had it in fifth grade and I was like, Man, that is so young. I had it. Yeah. I had it in eighth grade. Uh parents had to sign a waiver. Um, I remember it was a huge deal. And I remember we were all excited for it. And then we were all so disappointed because it ended up being like the most grotesque pictures you'd ever <laughs> see in your life. Herpes and fucking <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> If you have sex, you're going to get pregnant and die of AIDS. And you're going to get all these fucking weird sores all you over. Kiss you. a girl. You're going to die. Yeah, it's like crazy. Well, what about what about dare? I mean, they started there when I was in fourth grade. You had a police Shout out officer to come in, show you all the drugs, Mr. give McGrath. you all the street names, and tell you where to get it. It's like, what the fuck? And then tell you, no, no, these are bad. Like, and then the take, 
and then take your fingerprint and make you sign a little thing saying that you would never do drugs. That was yep. the way of getting your fingerprint, but <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Dude, I remember we had in high school, we had a kid that went to the high school that like was a huge time, like did all kinds of drugs, did all kinds of like had all kinds of drinking stories and literally would tell us the stories of what he was doing. And it sounded so fun. Like, I'm not even kidding. It wasn't like he was talking about, man, I wasn't able to sleep for weeks because I was on meth and I was all this stuff. He was talking about like fucking drinking a handle of vodka and going out and just like raging with his friends. And it's like, dude, is this a good message to send to, you know, 14 year old kids? Because like, and we're just asking him questions like, what's the most you ever drank in one night? And he's like, oh, man, one night right before i had a threesome like literally like the funnest stories that you can think of i did this 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 we did a bunch of coke and it's like getting a bunch of people like damn that sounds fun as fuck (laughs) so you know it's just goofy dude like the way that they approach these things is strange but hey that was my sex education was going to football camp and listening to the older players talk about their sexual experience yeah you know like what does the inside of feel like? Like when you slide in, what does it actually feel like? You know, I remember yeah. one of the guys, he was like, he's all put your, put your mouth on the side of your cheek. That's what it feels like. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah. What's an Alabama log jammer. What is that? <laughs> you guys don't want to know what that is, by the way. No. Or the Boston meat hook, right? There's the Dutch rudder. There's the Detroit plumber. There's all kinds. Oh man. There's all kinds. You just gave me the goosebumps, man. Oh, the Detroit plumber. That's oh, a gross. Yeah. <laughs> the goosebumps. <laughs> Wild. Wild. That's stuff. fucking gross, bro. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if I want to. So. No, no. Probably not here. I don't know. No. I don't know if like my, like, you know, Matt's family yeah, listens no, to this. Good. I'm good with the Detroit plumber. Yeah. Look it up. Look it up. Alaskan yeah. Logjammer is a gross one, too. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got I got some things I need to research tonight. <laughs> yeah, dude. You, do a, do a, you know, I've been looking into all these icebergs episodes, right? It'd be great to do like an iceberg of gross sex things, right? Like at the top, you got the dirty Sanchez at the bottom. You got things like the Detroit plumber, dude. It would be funny just to do like a short reel for Instagram or something. Yeah, it might if I want to lose a bunch of followers, probably <laughs> or an account. <laughs> yeah, but then you no, know, that would probably be allowed. Yeah, probably before like you know talking about nine eleven and shit. But yeah, I mean, I, I've seen pictures of girls full on nude and like showing side boob and getting away with so much, and it. I'm just like really, and I, I get taken down for like showing a video of a a white cop getting along with a black uh, perpetrator, and that's. That gives me a fucking strike. Yeah, you know, we found something earlier today doing uh, the Cunt News Show. Um, there's a website that has published, I think it's it's called Biden Laptop Media, I think. Let me double check. Yeah, Biden Laptop Media. I'm not going to pull it up here, but it's it's not on the dark web or anything. It's all, all you know, for free viewing. I absolutely uh you know ran the total av virus scan on my computer after pulling it up but it shows all the censored pictures from the biden laptop like him you know fucking his cousin doing weird shit that's real i do but upon looking at it man it seems like it's a very very rich dude very well connected dude's son that is having a good time because all of these girls unless you can prove to me that like 
the picture is of this girl that he's fucking his niece or or someone that's a child. All these girls look like they're in their like mid to late 20s. You know what I mean? Like it looks like he's just having a fucking great time doing coke. I mean, I don't I don't do drugs. I drink, but like doing coke and fucking like just fucking hot chicks. I mean, these girls are attractive. The ones that I saw at least um and, and i mean more power to him dude you know go, go for it man i i think that he should be in prison for other reasons than what they're trying to show us it, you know the insider trading the save the 20 percent for the big guy all that shit the stuff that they show on this laptop i mean he's just having a good time dude he's in bed with like six chicks and they're all gorgeous i, I you know it, it's strange i think that it's a distraction because right. it's let me, interrupt you. let me interrupt you uh, a while back, it was over a year ago, it got leaked on Telegram and the site had got that Telegram channel had gotten taken down about 24 hours after the fact. I was able to download it to a hard drive. <clears throat> uh, it did fuck up my hard drive, so it was probably attached with a virus as well. But I looked at a lot of those pictures and he was definitely now he wasn't touching them. They weren't sexual in any way, but like he was there was pictures of him laying with his shirt off and like definitely children laying on his stomach okay, that's no that's not good then fuck that then yeah he goes to prison i didn't see any of those pictures but yeah dude like bear like fucking i mean there's nothing that you can do that is too bad for somebody that does that shit right, right? no and i've seen the other pictures that you're talking about too because I, I went through a bunch of them and i was like oh maybe it's not as bad as i thought but then i did see a few of them and i believe you could probably still find them circulating around if people i'm sure people have them um, but yeah, man, I seen him with my own eyes now. Okay. I, I'm also a graphic designer and I know how easily photos can be manipulated. So sure. yeah, be, I mean, I you know, if you're... the guy, I also just heard that the guy that owned the laptop store was blind, or at least that's what they're trying legally that blind up eyes. Yeah. Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. How are you going to work on a, fu- on any laptop <laughs> yeah. if you can't see and, and also, he was on uh, Alan Jacoby's The Great Divide and talked to the guy. So, like, I don't know, man. Unless this guy's just going up. I mean, you would go on shows to perpetuate the story, I guess. So, sure. Yeah. If, if what you're saying is is the story, then, yeah, you know, I'm wrong because I, I didn't see any children involved in these pictures. And that might be why this was on, like, CNN or Fox or wherever the hell it was where they talk about this Biden media thing and you're going to go on there and be like, Oh yeah, this is just a dude having a fucking good time. If there's some serious stuff though, like some criminal shit, some, some minor involved shit. Yeah, dude, fucking get rid of them. Like, you know what I mean? That's, that's the worst. That's worse than any crime that you can commit. Yeah. We need to make the guillotine great again. I mean, for, I mean, that's too nice, dude. I think like the electric chair, I mean, like the, uh, something where they, they can feel it. You know what I mean? Anally, yeah. anally probed electric chair. <laughs> like, something, dude. Yeah, that's, like, a, that's like a fetish to some people these days, man. <laughs> people yeah. be lining up for that shit. Yeah, he'll have the hardest uh, <laughs> climax of his life before he passes <laughs> away, and then that's it. But Well, we can just tie one leg to one horse and one leg to another horse and then there slap their asses. Lamb or something. I mean, uh, yeah, there's nothing too too violent for people like that man there's sex offenders in this area dude and if i ever get like diagnosed with cancer or some shit like that i'm going around and fucking murdering a bunch of these people. <laughs> that's what i'm doing dude like legit if i got like they're like hey mr dean you're on you're you're not curable anymore i'm going around cutting heads off dude like that's what it is so 
you know, you watch out, that, pedophiles. Do you think that with this push of pedophilia that we're seeing right now, that we're it's going to be something that we start to see in the mainstream, like ads and stuff? They're and- trying. They're trying with that maps shit. Yeah. And they they won't even let you call them pedophiles in school anymore. So is maps an actual term that this leftist agenda, a part of this leftist agenda, or is this a small organization of sick fucks? Minor attracted people. Well, yeah, I that's know. a real thing. That's, that's a real that's thing. A, it's it's being pushed. Yeah, I don't know if, if you happen to see too this this you know thing that I was doing. I did some research on uh the drag queen story hour thing. And I I came, I made this connection. It was very strange. This, uh, you know, this, this uh, voodoo, essentially it's a God. That's a voodoo God. Um, He dresses up in drag. This, this certain God that is the guardian of children and children that die young, right? Obviously kids die young when they die. Um, There's this voodoo God that is in charge of, of the, you know, the guardian of, of kids. And, you look at pictures, it looks like the earliest versions of these drag queen story hour things where, you know, there's a big top hat. It That, that drag queen story hour is all voodoo, dude. Like, that's what it is. It's a literal voodoo ceremony. And it's, I mean, there there's actual shit to look to, to like back that up. Yeah, I don't know. Just look at the fall of every civilization or, I mean, I should say dynasty empire. And I believe that sexualization was just rampant in every single one of them right before they fell mm. yeah i've seen that too pornography too i've seen just like the little like stepping stones for all that stuff i yeah. wonder like it, that's the reason why it's free and you have like pornography addiction is like a, yeah. a real, real thing you know and it's yeah. in with these kids and and then you have i just talked about it on um ghost show too but the there's p there's porn out there now where they're sissifying men like where it's just uh hypnotizing you where it just says you are the woman you are the woman or you are the bitch you are the bitch and it's just saying it throughout the while you're watching this so that you're placing yourself not as the man but as the woman receiving it and it's psychologically fucking with these people and actually going out and acting these things out yeah let me uh, since i uh i mentioned this guy let me pull this up real quick this is the guy that is in charge of um is an Iwa, which is like these spirits that that lead uh voodoo, you know, practitions and shit. But he's a, a human dude, a handsome young man that died. He was killed violently, blah, blah, blah. This is the story. Nibu wears a black riding coat or drag, right? And drag, you you pull up drag, it's like the drag queens, right? And uh, this guy is in charge of of kids and makes uh, people essentially, you know, do some crazy sexual shit. So it's a weird. I mean, it's just a weird connection that I found, but it's it's there, dude. And it just seems like because it seems like there's a spell that's put on these kids. All right. Hey, so I got something somebody shared with me today. I'll share it with you guys. This is this is wild because I never heard this before about uh, good old Mao and this is uh, kind of what's going on here right now. China shaved the heads of women, put them all in unattractive asexual clothes, did the same thing for the men. 
This technique has been used in the 20th century by every totalitarian regime. The Mao wanted to create a genderless society. That's why girls like me cannot wear beautiful clothes and cannot do makeup. We have to just look like boys, unisex, no gender. They asexualize the population so that there's no more desire, no more bipolarity of male and female. Everybody looks like an automaton. And then what do they do? Rather than turning towards one another, they turn towards the state. So the only thing left for me, a child to believe in, is communism. And the Mao was the new god. So you're basically believing that your leaders or your government is the one you have to trust because they're the one putting it out. Yeah, I mean, I've been correcting people on this a lot, too. I'm glad you brought that up because people keep saying uh, Marxism and I, I say, no, it's Maoism. Yep. Yeah, it's and not Marxist at all. You just if you just take Mao out of it and, and run that exact game plan and put United States, it is the exact same thing. You just take that one one word out and replace it with United States. And now, now, and, now yeah. some of it's Marxist, like BLM was Marxist. I mean, that was just blatant. That's right from the playbook. But this stuff that's going on now, all this gender stuff, this is straight out of Mao's. Well, I think that, uh, Matt, I think that they're not going to just use one playbook, right? It's like uh, the Packers and the Cowboys got a hold of each other's playbook and they're picking out the best, best plays. Of what? What's the what's the end goal, though? Right. They're well, pushing they're, us towards that communist idea. Well, yeah, absolutely. But don't yeah. you think that don't you think that there's uh, the parasitic elite are fighting within each other for that top spot? I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like two or three, maybe superpowers, but wouldn't it? Don't you think that they're trying to stab each other in the back right now, too? I don't even think so. I think they're all on the same fucking team. I think it's just theater, right? I think this whole shit's been planned for ages and it's just like they say it takes time it's you can't do it in one generation it has to happen gradually and they've been systematically doing it to us i mean it's been in hyperspeed since the end of world war ii you know you look at what how things have drastically changed and you know that there was first it was the heavy push to feminism right and getting getting women in the workforce and and, you know, that was one step to breaking up the family. Then you got to the 80s and they started pushing the big, you know, it was uh, gay was being pushed heavily. And, and crack. Was, that's when they introduced crack as well. Yep. They were pushing for gay rights. And then then it just exploded in the last 20 years into this shit show we're in now. Yeah, Dude, I, I got to say, I don't think it's uh, leading up to communism. I think that's a stepping stone, but it's got to be either cosmism or transhumanism, dude. That's what it is, is like, yeah. imagine having a bunch of slaves that are just plugged into a computer. You can shut them off, shut them on whenever you want. Like, that's that's what it is for sure. In my you think that they'll get to the point where they're uploading our consciousness to a computer. That's cosmism right there. It's yeah. not transhumanism. That's cosmism. Well, and, and that's, I, I think that's what's real. the put what's Elon pushing right now? That Neuralink, right? I, I just is, yeah. In order for them to be able to put your consciousness into anything, they would have to know what our consciousness is. And I don't think that anybody can answer that. No, it's like the spirit, right? They, they the soul. They don't they don't know what it is yet, but they're getting closer and closer to trying to manipulate to get down to that level. 
And ha- think of how many people right now are soulless in reality. And those I think people that don't have inner monologue, right? Yeah. That, you know, they said, what, what is it? 30 to 50% of people don't have an inner monologue. No, I think it's the other way around. Or like 30 percent of people have, have yeah. inner monologue, which is yeah, wild. Yeah. That, that just doesn't make sense to me because I can have at least six conversations going on in my head at once. Yeah. Like and yeah. all the time. My head won't ever shut up. So I, yeah. that, that would be a blessing. <laughs> but that's what a robot would say, kind of. One us. day. Like, <laughs> I'm going to work. Can I just shut this down for an hour and just hyper focus on just this one thing? That would be, it. yeah, man. It's yeah. nuts, and and trying, you know, going to sleep too, like going to bed. You're just like your thoughts are racing for an, uh, what it seems like for what you know a normal person, right? If you're an adult, normal person has several thoughts when they're trying to go to bed. Like that's why a little little marijuana, a little booze, or something like that helps most people go to sleep. You know what I mean? Especially in modern times. So it's interesting, man. Transhumanism. Got to watch out for that shit. And there was an inventor and I can't remember his name, but he would take naps and he would do it in a really weird way where he would hold a metal ball in his hand and he would lay on a, a sofa. And then when he, when he would fall asleep just enough, the metal ball would fall out of his hand and roll and hit this metal plate that he had right next to the sofa. So it would wake him back up because apparently in that state of consciousness of just barely asleep and waking back up, he was able to figure out and solve problems that he otherwise wasn't able to. Interesting. That's fucking it's like, wild. Uh, it's like fucking inception, right? Like yeah. the spinning top or whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if, if you tried it, if you would get the same results, but I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. He probably had to get like in some I'm sure he had training for this or something, you know. Mm, that's interesting, man. Yeah, you find some good stuff, dude. I like I like the stuff like the uh, the silicone. Uh, what are the oh, organic robotoids? That was an interesting thing too. I found a Smoky Bear ad from back in like the '80s or maybe the '70s even that kind of alluded to the silicone robotoids, and I, I played that on my show. It's a you know, there's this model that's talking, and then Smoky Bear pulls her mask off, and it's Smoky underneath it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it looks like a legit, obviously it is a legit person talking and it's just Smokey Bear under there saying like, don't light forest fires. You know what I mean? And it's just the, you know, the propaganda is thick, dude. I, we, we played that. We, I think I showed that to you guys, right? Yeah, you might have. I um, But I just wanted to say, I can't take full credit for the Robotoid thing because I didn't discover Peter better myself. Uh, um, Justin Anders uh, did from Cannabis in Combat. Okay. Yeah, I think last time when we were doing the tavern, when you guys were both on there, you and Kirby were on there, I, I was playing those goofy, creepy ads, and that was one of them. Yeah, well, I went to the tavern last time like it was the tavern, so I was having drinks, man. I don't remember most of that conversation. I right, right. Well, this was literally like four <laughs> days ago. So, yeah, that was, I mean, you know, it's fine. <laughs> no, I was hammered, but it was a great time. It was great. <laughs> Always fun, man. Dude, I gotta I gotta ask you guys. We got a we got an ongoing discussion here on Monday yeah. Night Master Debaters. It's okay. Would you rather fight to the death five raccoons at once or one bear of your equal weight? Yes. This is an important thing. Important. I already got my answer, so I'm gonna let Kirby think about it. Well, if you got your answer, yeah. Get, if you got your answer, let's hear it. My answer is is a is a, a counter question 
is, well, who would win between a fight between the bears, bear and the raccoons? And I would put my money on the bear. Mm. I see. I think I, I, I heavily disagree. I am on team. I'll, I'll fight the bear all day because all that you got to do, you <laughs> shove your you, you shove your hand up that bear's ass somehow. Right. I mean, you got to do some crazy stuff. You're fighting to the death. Right. Dude, I want to see you out. try to get your hand up a bear's ass. I, I'm still. <laughs> I've seen some cuddly videos of bears, dude. I've seen like Russian dudes doing like pull ups on a tree, and a bear's just sitting there eating salmon off a guy's stomach. You know what I mean? I think the like, story would be cooler to kill a bear. But, right. You know what I mean? You're, you're I'm going, I'm going for the bear. Either way, right, Kirby? I mean, I, you're going to die. Grew up, where I grew up in Florida, the raccoons that I've experienced are crazy as shit. So Thank I'll just you. rather I'd rather take on the bear. Dude, a professional athlete sitting here on my side of this debate. I like it, dude. What is it at now? It's pretty much 50-50, right, Matt? Yeah, we're pretty close. It's neck and neck. The raccoons got a uh, two-person advantage. <laughs> oh, meaning that people want to fight the bear? More no, often. more people want to fight the raccoons than the okay. bear. Well, more, you know, there is that statistic that three out of four people are, are stupid. So that's probably what it is. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> we, we get, we'd rather fight the bear, dude. Well, how, how do raccoons react? Do they, do they react like crows to where if you fuck with one, then you get the entire swarm on you? See, or we've had, we've had one of them up. Will they all run away? We've had different responses from people. One guy was telling us that if you take out the alpha raccoon, you basically <laughs> win. Right. Whoever the leader of the pack is, if you could take him out, then you win. But then I've heard other people say that they're, they're all fucking crazy. Now, mind you, they don't have rabies or any diseases right, or anything, right. but they, they're still fighting for the livelihood. They dude, are imagine scared. fighting five rabbit raccoons. Oh, I mean, there, that, there's no, no chance in hell. Yeah, no. Now, once once we get a, a, a conclusion to this, and we probably never will, we got to try and evolve it to the winner versus a cougar. Would you rather fight a cougar? Because I'm not on board with fighting a cougar. But there's Maybe been a there's guy who killed animal. a cougar with his bare hands. Right. But I mean, like, what kind of cougar? Is this cougar have mange or some shit? You know what oh, I mean? Ryan, all you got to do is, like, fedangle yourself around somehow and stick your arm up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, I'm telling you, dude, There, like, literally, there's, like, mean-ass dogs that are, like, fucking people up. And a person just puts a, a finger in a dog's ass and it yeah. lets go. They teach you to do that when dogs are fighting. Yeah. I've Which, done it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't even fighting. I just wanted to see you. <laughs> I just did it to a dog. No, man. You know, it, it, there's no way, dude. There's no way you're taking on five of these things because they weigh about 30 pounds, dude. So yeah, the ones I grew up with, yeah, they were they were really big. They they were about three of my sister's cat. But you can right. still stomp its head. It's I mean, a bear, you're not you're not punching it but they're agile matt like you think you're gonna try and like pick your head up to stop it with enough force to crush its skull it's gonna go like and then bite you in the nuts or something yeah but i got a good chance of at least punting the thing by the way we should say that you're naked sticking my hand of a bear's ass you're naked when you're fighting (laughs) these things too that should be the deal get out of here butt naked dude that's what i'm saying i mean like i don't know dude you know where i'm at on this I'd still take, I still think I have a better chance with the raccoons. That bear, it there's just, five it different raccoons, hand. though. You don't know what they're all doing at once. Five so minds. I think if I can handle one bear, I think it'd be easier. Now it's a fight to the death. One of you has to die. 
man, I just don't think I, I know for a fact I couldn't take you, the bear. And if I you think go, I have if, if you go if you go out by losing to a bear, I mean that's that's the way I want to go. Right. Uh, nobody I hear you, but I, I just see I, I've seen bears in you know in action right it, near me. And dude, I was I was out. I, I tell this story way too much, but I was out smoking ribs one time on my <laughs> smoker, and this motherfucker, probably like a two hundred fifty pounds black bear just starts walking up my neighbor's driveway within 20 yards of where my smoker is. I'm like, fuck dude, I'm going to have to lose these ribs. This guy's going to come over and just fucking take it over. (laughs) And instead I watch him and he just keeps going up her driveway and he climbs about 35, 40 feet up a tree with ease. And he's up there on this, on this branch, just out there picking berries off the tree and um, I watched how fucking strong and agile this thing is. And I'm like, dude, I stand no chance against the bear. Yeah, it's not a climbing contest. It's a fight. You know what I mean? So, I you mean, these things are always claws, dude. One swipe. You're always and you're so full. Fucked. You are you're a flesh full. balloon. Yeah, but think about how much adrenaline you're going to have, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you're sitting here right here. You know, If a bear runs up on me, I'm, I don't know. But dude, I'd love to, I'd love to test it, but man, I just don't, I have no out against a bear. I've thought about this up, down and sideways, and I just don't see my chances. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, either way, you're having a tough time. You're not, you're not coming out with all your digits. I'll say that you're, you're going to lose a couple fingers, maybe a a hand, you know, but yeah. Yeah, man. Good stuff. I I hope none of us ever have to encounter that situation. That's all. Dude, when I jog in the morning, I'm terrified of running into a mountain lion. You know what I mean? Because I kind of live in a rural area. Dude, I got I run with a fanny pack and my 45s in my fanny pack when I'm running. Dude, we have like, a bear in my neighborhood. My fucking landlord lives right up the uh up the street, and he's got uh uh security camera footage of it, and it's like standing up, holding on to his gutter, trying to see <laughs> like what's up there. And this fucker, I mean, it's it's not a huge one. It's probably, again, 250, maybe 300 pounds. But I haven't seen it in the yard, but I've smelt it before when it's around here. <laughs> and fuck, dude, I just I just want no part of bears. Dude, get your nuts up. And when it's doing that, just go fucking give it a one-two in the stomach. Like two uppercuts. <laughs> and do, you know, <laughs> run out, I guess right, it'd be like it was a five, right six. outside his sliding glass door. God. So we, we had a bear that used to steal our garbage cans all the time because we would put the bungee cords on our garbage cans so that the raccoons would have a tougher time getting into them. So if the bear wasn't able to pull it off right away, he would just pick it up and, and take it out into our like far off into our backyard and just leave a huge mess. And I remember this one time we heard it and my dad's like, go get your wrist rocket or something because it was like right on the kitchen counter. And so I give him my, you guys know what a wrist rocket is, right? Old school slingshot. Slingshot. Yeah. 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 And so he hits this thing right in the ass and it turns around and it looks at him and then it just picks the fucking garbage can and up and walks off with it. So like I've been face to face with them. I don't want to fuck with them. Um, And that same house that I lived in also, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with my parents now that I think about them and they let us play outside. But for like three months we had a, a, a mountain lion in the area and we even seen it like up in the tree at one point and i remember like back then my parents trying to take pictures of it with their like nikon thing or whatever uh not no you know those like you wind it up and then you would take it and drop it off yeah like yeah so like they actually have pictures of that motherfucker in our backyard 
Like it was up, up in a tree, but at the same time, it was like, I remember them still letting us play outside. Dude, like, you did, they want us to die? <laughs> did they want us to die? <laughs> Fuck that dude. Mother nature always wins, man. I ain't messing with it. Yep. And fuck the ocean. Yep. Well, it's crazy. Cause I was, I was coming home from uh, the gym on Friday and I was my, uh, one of the kids dads on my team was busting my balls. Cause I canceled our game that night. Cause we were, we were getting nasty thunderstorms rolling in and I'm like, dude, I'll, I'll play in rain. I got no problem with it. As soon as lightning comes, I'm out. I'm like, I want no part of it. So he's like, Oh, he's like, just, just give me a hard time. Just joking around. So I'm leaving the gym and I just see this massive lightning bolt come down. And then I look up and, and and this was probably, I don't know, probably a half mile up the road. I see just a huge cloud of black smoke. So drive up the road. Look, there's a massive barn fire. Mm. So like the rest, everybody's pulled over on the side of the road, got their cameras out, watching this thing just burn. So I send this guy a picture. I go, I told you, man, Mother Nature always wins. And then he texts me back about 45 minutes later. He goes, oh, shit. He goes, that's my family's barn. (laughs) (laughs) Come to find out it was his cousin. You know, he grew up there, but it's uh, his cousin and his dad run the farm now. And uh, yeah, fucking thing burnt to the ground, man. What are That's the chances awful. of that of being his family's barn? Too? Yeah. After he was busting my balls about, about lightning. And I'm like, dude, and what's <laughs> even crazier is somebody sent me, um, I did Ron from new England show, the wicked planet that week. And in his fucking entrance to the show on Instagram, it said a barn burning episode. I'm like, what the fuck did I just manifest black magic barn burning? <laughs> Jeez. Great episode, by the way, Matt. That was good. Uh, they're always fun with Ron, man. Ron and Buckley are good guys. They he was giving, great. he was busting your balls. That was good. It's not Davy Wavy, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you he's talk got to a that fucker, Ryan Dean. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> um, all right, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. I got to get out of here. Uh, let's go around, tell people where they can find you. Catalyst, you started it. Let's go. Uh, Catalyst, uh, just whiterabbitpodcast.com and White Rabbit Podcast on Instagram. Thank you, my man. Uh, let's see. Kirby, you want to go? Yeah, sounds good. Uh, I just have Instagram right now, um, and it's just Kirby Sneed. All lowercase, no space in between, first and last name. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I don't post too much, but I am following every conspiracy account on on instagram so i'm i'm in touch with everything so heck yeah nice man you get into the old world at all yeah yeah i've been i've been it it sucks i don't i don't wish to be rehabbing but it's kind of a positive note is that i've gotten into some some pretty deep stuff so it's been good excellent dude yeah that's my territory the old like world fairs and 1800s and shit like that yeah. the old buildings cathedrals yeah. all that shit orphan train that's the best dude yes. orphan train. that's the weirdest shit ever that's I what i just did with like, ron older architecture too it's just yep. like crazy how much like all the stuff that's been taken down and deleted and rewritten so yep yeah man it's wild that's my that's my like uh 
Indiana Jones Holy Grail is to find the answer to the old world. Like, what the fuck? Where did these yeah. buildings come from, and if why you, did they destroy them? If you guys don't mind me asking, I'm pretty interested, like, how you guys, I guess all three of you, but how, like, what what kind of got you into, I mean, I don't know how to ask it, but, like, how, what what woke you up, I guess you could say. If you have the time, I mean, if you're in a rush. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, for me, for me, it was when Obama was running for, for president. I was in a, a hip hop group and the leader of the hip hop group. I was all excited. You know, I was like, we're going to have a black president. And he was like, you dumbass. He was like, he was like, I'll say it exactly how he said it. He was like, catalyst. Yo, you stupid. man!" I can't say the N word, but you stupid. Man. He was like, this fool is going to bring in the new motherfucking world order. And I was like, wrestling like what (laughs) and so he started schooling me and that began uh the rabbit hole but i was always questioning things and it began with religion yeah mine was i got i got diagnosed with uh rheumatoid arthritis and i went into the i i never had been to a doctor in like 20 years other than to get my physical for like college and shit and i had when i had my tommy john surgery and my whole thing was I was going to do it all on my own. And then I got into the medical shit and and got into the system and they started pumping me with these poisons, dude. And I was having like the craziest like homicidal dreams and shit. And, and then when I tried to get out of the system, they did everything they could to try and like I tried going to like naturopathy, homeopathy, all this stuff. And they would just like shoot it down. And I'm like, this is real weird. And they just kept offering up new drugs and it was like okay and at the same time as i was getting into this i read this book called exposing the expositions by howdy mccoskey that started talking about the world fairs and i'm like holy shit i'm like they've never taught us any of this stuff and from there i started digging into like 1800s old world stuff and it was just on from that point on and then COVID hits and then it was like okay now i had all the time in the world to research so that was that was basically it yeah dude for me it was literally just uh you know me and my friend wanted to like figure out how rich people lived and like what like we we wanted we just wanted to be rich that's basically what it was and we found out like about the freemasons and found out about the new world order and we're just looking at these rituals and time came out with a secret societies edition and that started it. It was in like the the late 2000s. Before that, 9-11 was real suspicious to me. But, you know, like what really got me like researching and shit was just nuts. I, I don't know. The, the, the secret society stuff is always really interesting. Like how so many presidents are part of this one fraternity and all that kind of stuff. You know and what how I mean? they're all related a lot. Yeah. Essentially all but one. Right. As far as we know, Jimmy Carter was the only one that wasn't related and. He kind of goes down as one of the worst presidents of all time by a lot of accounts and stuff like that. So it's interesting. And then, of course, Kennedy, even though he was related, he gets killed because he's the the first ever Catholic president of the United States. And look how they're treating the second Catholic president of the United States, the one that we currently have right now, Joe Biden, which I'm not a fan. But I mean, you know, this this dude should have never been put up to this because he he should probably be in a retirement home. Honestly, you know, the how many times uh, this guy got a fall? 
I mean, you know, he's fallen upstairs, which is wild. Yeah. You know, yeah, Trump that's... slipped and it was like headline news for a week that he wasn't yeah. mentally fit to be president. And this guy's yeah, literally he's fallen off a bike. He's fallen upstairs a couple times, tripped over a sandbag. I mean, yeah, what the fuck? And that's the stuff that's interesting to me, man. And like, you know, I, I went through a phase where I was like, you know, super into the darkness. I was looking over here because I thought that I might have had a, a shirt. I, you know, I had this old shirt company and and all of it was all occult symbols like the Ouroboros, upside down crosses, all kinds of demonic symbols that I used in the shirts that we were selling. And uh, it's darkness, dude. It's all it's all negative shit. So like I, I got out of that and I, I feel like, uh, you know, I'm not 100 percent Christian, but I lean towards that big time. And it's given me a lot of peace, dude. And I, I I look towards the the goodness. I don't I don't say the light because the light is Lucifer, right? Like that's a whole deception, right there. But looking towards positivity, trying to be trying to not manifest, but try to bring good things into your own life. And it's just changed everything, man. I've never been happier in my life than I am right now. Like with my current job, everything's fucking great, dude. And it it, it took some time, dude. I'm 32 years old, and it took me some time to get there. But uh, yeah, man, what about you, Kirby? What got you into it, dude? Yeah, so uh, 20, I've always, I was on Catalyst Jones when we had, when we did his podcast a while back, I basically explained it like, I've always questioned things since I was very young, like eight years old, like I had a, I had an older cousin that pretty much taught me everything under the sun and I just saw how he like reacted and saw different things and it just like made me open up like my just questions to a lot of things. But um, I'll say what officially like kicked it off for me was uh, when COVID first became like a thing, uh, they sent us all home for the season or whatever. And I was just sitting at home in Florida, just basically just on my phone, you know, 18 hours out of the day and found a couple of people on Twitter. Uh, for example, one was like Larry Johnson and just kind of saw his account and things that he was like look, like talking about and he had this <clears throat> he had this podcast it's back on Spotify um it's pretty intense but uh he had it had he started it and had like i would say 12 to 13 episodes on Spotify and then they completely took it off and at the time, like, I knew that things were, like, censored, but I didn't, like, really understand why or what. And I was like, oh, shit, like, he's speaking the truth. Like, they're taking this off because they don't want people to know the truth. So then, from then on out, man, I would say literally from April of 2020 until now, I mean, literally, like, everything that I see and hear and I, like, question it, I think of, like, you know, I don't know, man. I just think that everything is like ass backwards. That's like pushed out to the public, like everything. I don't think Trump was a good dude. I don't think, you know, I don't think any of that. I don't, I, like I, my parents are like super conservative and I just like, I've seen all the BS that comes with that as well. And it's just like, I just question literally everything, like every single thing that I see, everything that I, you know, people are doing. It's like, I just, it's crazy, man. And it, it I think what really got me like into it and like wanting to do shows with, you know, guys like you, and I'm very thankful for inviting me on, but like, I think I just realized that like everything is connected to like everything. Yep. All of it is connected together. Yep. It's a and giant so spider once, web. Man. Once I, once I realized that I was like, Holy shit. Like this is, I mean, it's crazy. Like it's really, it really is crazy. And um, yeah, so that's what kicked it off for me. 
uh, just like the whole, I wouldn't say like COVID was, was it, but I think like just being home and kind of just being in my own thoughts, I was like, Oh, I mean, just started researching literally everything under I could possibly think of like anything that I had any history event, anything like I was just looking into it, seeing what was going on, you know? So it was, I mean, I'm super thankful, obviously like it was a tough year for me I, and you know, the whole vaccine thing, but like, I'm so thankful for all that because now I've, I've realized that like I, you know, woke me up to a lot of things that I didn't know before. So. Dude, I'm like you, I was going through a divorce that time too. So I, I got, I moved up here to mass to be with my son and it was the same thing. I had nothing else to do. I was just researching and talking with guys like Rye and, and ended up, I'm like, dude, I got so much of this shit. I got to get out. I have to start a podcast. Otherwise I'm going fucking insane. Cause it's like you start seeing all this stuff and start connecting dots and you're like, wait a second, nobody ever taught us this stuff. Like they taught us this version of it. What if that's not the real story? And why is there more to it that we've never heard about? Yeah. And, and I ha- I actually have a good friend that I played with. Um, that's from like, uh, like LA and he grew up kind of like in a rough environment in LA. And he was basically, I remember him telling me like, I still remember to this day. He was like, if you really look at it, man, like the schooling system and prison are basically the same thing. Like the Mm -hmm. way that they treat people, the way that they, you know, what they feed us. I mean, we, we ride in a school bus to school, like people ride in a bus to when they get sentenced, like eating off trays, the long, yeah, man. Like if you look at a lunchroom in the cafe, you know, a cafeteria at a school, and then you look at it at, in a prison, it's literally like it looks the exact same. Like same. And you get to go out for one hour a day and eat. Yeah, it's crazy, it. man. Like it really is. And just like when he said that, it was just like, man, it just like jump started everything. So, yeah, I mean, I I love talking about this stuff, man. I really appreciate you guys having me on. Like I, I don't get enough of it. You know, my my. Uh, my girlfriend is slowly waking up to a lot of things, you know, and, and I try to like give her little nuggets here and there, my, my, my family too. So uh, I think just like having these conversations, it's, it's like a, it's a true honor. Thank you for having me. And I, I can talk about this stuff all day. So. Oh, dude, you're welcome. Anytime, man. Yeah. Anytime you got a break, feel free. Let me yeah. know. You can hop in any night. Sounds good. Right. What do you got going, man? Oh, nothing, man. Yeah, I forgot we were wrapping up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, nothing, dude. No, no, no. That's great, man. I think that's an important question. No, that's I awesome. That, uh, I love that shit. It's actually a great way to end every episode. I think is actually to like ask everybody how how yeah, they got in our this. bear raccoon ending, right? Right. I mean, yeah, there's nothing better than that. But you know, uh, it, it's just it's interesting to to learn like the stories of how people get into this shit, man. Because it's different for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it is COVID, right? A lot of people woke up because of covid but there were some people you know coincidentally me and my cousin my former co-host we started this show the week before covid even happened like it was perfect timing you know not not you know to to capitalize off of like a horrible event that fucked up the entire global economy but as far as like a, as, you know, starting a podcast like this, it was it was perfect timing, and I met a lot of great people because of that. So yeah, dude, it's interesting. But uh, so yeah, don't don't uh, apologize for that, Kirby. And it, it's nice to talk to you, dude. Like obviously, I've known Catalyst for a little while. It's great that that you know you know you guys have have connected, and 
I think it's fucking fun just talking about this shit too. So it's, yeah. that's cool, man. So that's why I um, did this, man. That's why we started this show was just to get different people's perspectives on stuff. And, and again, like we said, I could, we could have come in here with an agenda and we wouldn't have right. the same conversation. That's what I love about this. Well, how great is it to come into a show once a week? You know, like you, Matt, you do your own research, you put out your own shit. How nice is it to just have a show where you're just like, here's the guest. We're just going to talk about whatever. You know yep. what I mean? There's no there's no research that goes into any of these episodes. And these are the best ones. Like, these are the best kinds of things. So, yeah, man, uh, as far as like what I'm doing, nothing. Uh, same old stuff, dude. Like, just working and and enjoying the people that I am interacting with. You know, it, it's funny, dude. After you do this for a little while, you start getting really annoyed of some people. I got some dipshit on Patreon. And and he he commented on my thing. He pays me, right? He pays me <laughs> monthly. But it's like... He's like 11 minutes of grifting. I pay for this. And I'm like, dude, this is a free episode. Like, you know, you can get this episode for free too. Don't fucking pay me anymore. Your money means nothing to me, dude. Like, that's what's annoying is when people fucking give you $3 a month, they feel like they can control your content. Fuck this motherfucker. I'm not going to name him because he's a loser probably that just is like unhappy. Maybe he had a bad day or whatever, but it's very annoying to me. And and it, I'm I'm becoming a little more disenchanted with this whole world of these these things um but talking with people like you three here makes it fun again like you know these are the fun kinds of chats honestly i'm i'm legitimately saying that from the bottom of my heart it's fun dude it's fun having fun conversations and getting into new territory and having a good time doing it when people start acting like they're fucking shareholders in your content it's very annoying so um you know i fuck that dude uh, get the fuck off my patreon <laughs> yeah. buddy if you're yeah. listening, I don't need your three fucking dollars. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys very much. And and everybody that, is, that listens to all of us and enjoys the stuff and the hard work that we put into it, man. It's it's tough to do multiple episodes a week, especially running a solo show, man. So and and Matt, thank you so much for every week, including me in this, man. It's it's such a blast, dude. So yeah, Matt, I was going to say, man, every time somebody comes on and they ask me about old world stuff, I'll be like, all right. This is what I know and what I can tell you, but I highly suggest you go check out my boy at the Great Deception podcast because you're going to learn so much more from him than me because that's my go to. So I definitely plug you all the time on the show. Um, I did want to say, Ryan, when you were like COVID or um, 9-11, it's got to be close. Well, I have three questions that I ask every new guest. And um, what was your first red pill is one of them or your first awakening moment. And um, it's pretty much a running tie between COVID and 9-11. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. It just depends how old you are usually. Yeah. You know? yeah I, and very rarely will I get something different. You know, a lot of people will say zeitgeist and I'm like, well, that's 9-11. That's fine. Well, dude, if you talk, yeah. if you talk to an older person, if we did this shit 20 years ago, it'd be JFK. Yep. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people would say JFK too. So, you know, it's interesting, man. It seems like there's one every generation. There's one red pill moment, mass red pill. Every generation. You know what I mean? Um hopefully we do something with it this time. Hopefully, but you know what? I, I I'm I'm becoming more uh pessimistic and you know, especially dealing with some of the people that I have to fucking talk with, like this like the guy that I just mentioned, right? <laughs> it's so annoying, dude. It's like, dude, you know, it, it, it gets frustrating, man. Like I've been dealing with it, dude. I've been called a CIA shill so many times. You know what I mean? If you see how I live, dude, you fucking you would know that I'm not a CIA shell. Dude, you and saw that shit I got about Ryan's post. Our buddy, our, our buddy Ryan that passed away mm, from yeah. the 643 conspiracy. I posted his GoFundMe and some cunt 
came on there saying, oh, look at all the Freemason symbolism in his pictures and stuff. This isn't even real. This is a fraud. I was like, you fucking bitch. I'm like, I Who the hope fuck said that I the worst death ever. Huh? Who said that? Oh, Someone some bitch know? on she she put it on my Instagram. She reported my post. She uh, and and called it a fraud and said I was a wow. Freemason over somebody that passed away. Yeah, over a buddy that we lost. Yeah, like do people have just lost their damn mind? And everybody's yeah, everybody's a uh, you know an Encyclopedia Brown. Everybody's you know solving every murder. You wear you wear a certain color and you're part of this group. You you know. Yeah. It's just it's fucking ridiculous. I'm I'm with you too, Rye. For the most part, humanity can eat a fat one. Yeah, most, but mo- that that's what makes me thankful for things like this. You know, meeting oh, Kirby. Obviously, I you know, like I said, I know Catalyst. You, you got my number, dude. Like we we chat every now and then, and you know, it's good. It's good to know good people. And like, if there was like an end of the world scenario and we were all able to like link up, it'd be fucking great. We could start a utopia. You know it'd what I mean? Epic. So. It'd be great. Epic, man. I'll bring the alcohol. That's why I said, I'm like, I I fucking, I make sure I try and keep my money in it open because this is the only time I enjoy, you know, I I love coaching the kids. Don't get me wrong. Right, right. But this is like my outlet because there's nobody in my regular life that I can talk with this shit about. You know, even my my family, they're like, you're fucking crazy. What are you talking about? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell my dad, like, I'll rattle off some of this shit on my dad uh, on the phone. And he listens, right? Like, he listens and he's like, yeah, I've thought about that. But it's not as engaging as this, right? So, like, he'll listen. My dad's my biggest supporter. But, yeah, it's funny, dude. Funny story. Uh, Sorry. January 6th happened. And uh, I remember... I was home that day. Like I came home from something and my dad was sitting there watching it. And he was like, you know what, Kirby? I think all of this shit is fake. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. Way to go. Like, dad. It, is. it was so funny, man. Like, cause he, I'd always drop little hints and he'd be like, okay, yeah, whatever. And he's like, yeah, I could see that. And then dude, it was just so funny. I walked in and he was just like, you know what, Kirby? All of this shit is fake. Everything is fake. I'm like, yeah. That's dope. Like, it's so funny. It's just like the Wizard so. of Oz, man. Once you pull back, oh, the curtain, yeah. you just see that oh, one yeah. little dude back there pulling all the strings. And that's yeah. what it is. It's just, yeah. it, and there's a reason why they call it political theater and, and they why they call it the theater of war. It's like, yeah, shit's going on, but there's a lot more being set up because of it. Yeah. Yeah, man interesting dude can't thank everybody enough just like the good people out there yeah that are like seriously fucking... the people that can can use discernment that's all i want to talk to is people that can discern things and can break things down a little bit and just not get indoctrinated by the media you know those are my people it's also important to talk and give a little bit of shit you know give and take shit you know talk Hell shit yeah. you gotta yes. you gotta bully people bring bullying back that's yeah. a big deal. <laughs> my best you know, friends, my best friends in baseball are the ones that I, I mean, we just absolutely just go after each, each other. other right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the best. That's what man. it's about. It's, it's like, that's, yeah. what, that's how you know you that's, have friends, right? I yeah. mean, it's such, everybody's so hypersensitive now. You can't even tell jokes. Like I have no filter. So the parents right. have learned to just adjust to me because I, I don't care anymore. Like I say, yeah. what I'll say whatever to the kids. Yeah. I, I, you know, I say shit that they've never heard before and they're going to be more thankful for that than yeah yeah 
Yeah, then putting them in this little bubble. I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. we're not doing this. We're not we're yeah. not doing any of it. And go back yeah. to where we started. We're not doing participation trophies. You got to earn anything you get, period. That's how life works. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you don't get $200. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, gentlemen. This has been awesome. Thank you yeah. very much. And Appreciate and like I guys. said, anytime you guys want to come back on, let me know. More than happy to have you. Awesome. Thanks, man. Thank you, man. Everybody stay strong and question everything. Yeah. Why are you guys so anti-dictators? Imagine if America was a dictatorship. You could let 1% of the people have all the nation's wealth. You could help your rich friends get richer by cutting their taxes and bailing them out when they gamble and lose. You could ignore the needs of the poor for healthcare and education. Your media would appear free, but would secretly be controlled by one person and his family. You could wiretap phones. You could torture foreign prisoners. You could have rigged elections. You could lie about why you go to war. You could fill your prisons with one particular racial group, and no one would complain. You could use the media to scare the people into supporting policies that are against their interests.